You're listening to the Filmmaker Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, KXRY Portland, an interview show that talks with filmmakers and film festival directors about the state of cinema in Oregon. On this episode of the Filmmaker Happy Hour, we're spotlighting the Filmed by Bike Film Festival, happening June 9th through the 12th. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Filmmakers Happy Hour in X-Ray FM. Aileen Krati is the festival director for Film by Bike. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. So Film by Bike. Oh, first off, let's start almost 20 years, right? That's right. This year we're celebrating 2022. We're celebrating our 20th anniversary. That's pretty incredible. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's a long haul for any uh, film festival. And now... Um, I think we have to start by the with the what and the why of this um, world's best bike movies. What are we what are we talking about here? Yeah, so we spend about eight months out of the year working with filmmakers from all over the globe to either accept their films in or to seek out their films. You know, most of us are watching a lot of videos all day long while we're at work, whatever it is. Um, And we come across some incredible films. We don't expect all filmmakers to know about us. So we go out and we form really awesome relationships with filmmakers all over the globe. And they send in, submit their films, and then a jury reviews those films to determine which ones make the cut. And, you know, typically here in Portland, we have six, uh, six different programs over the course of three days. We're showing about 70 different films and we get in more than we could possibly show. So we're always looking at what are those stories we're sharing and telling and what stories have we not yet heard and what are the important messages we wanna get out there and which ones are just super fun. So our jury helps us determine that uh, and we're able to put those films on screen. We specialize in shorter films. So that's how we really reach that 70 film mark. We're not trying to get a huge collection of films in. It's not our goal to say bigger, better, more films but we just like short films. We've always been known for our shorty shorts and we just love that focus for our festival. So I think that the, the central part of it though is bikes. How, what role does a bike have to play in the movie? I mean, uh, I mean, is this Pee Wee Herman's uh, great adventure that it has to be the central character of sorts or uh, how, how much of this is, is, is a, is bikes, are bikes part of it? We're all about celebrating bikes, bike culture, inspiring people to ride. So the more the film plays, the more the bike plays a role in the film, the better. So we're really looking for that central theme of cycling. Every once in a while, there's a great story that's just about the outdoors or exploration or adventure. And the bike is part of that, but maybe not the focus, but we like the way the bike is being used as part of that adventure. So it's really kind of finding that perfect balance where the bike does play a significant role in the concept of the film. So can you give me a couple examples? Uh, you know, because it's, it's uh, that seems to be a wide open field 
Yeah, yeah, it really is. And we love that about the festival. So over the course of our festival weekend, we have six different programs and each one has a different theme. So for instance, you know, in uh, every year, the films are different. We see different trends and niches. And I could go on and on about some of those little sub, sub, sub genres that we've seen that are an incredible reflection on the culture, not just the cycling culture, but what's happening in the world. You know, we saw spoof music videos for a long time. That was a hot thing. You saw it on Saturday night live well we saw it in our bike films as well and it was so fun to see someone parodying a song and somehow putting bikes into the lyrics you know that stuff was hilarious we don't get that as much these days um we don't get as much funny stuff these days we get a lot of adventure films but we also get stories with heart so we have an entire program dedicated to stories with heart about how bikes are changing and transforming lives uh, it started with a lot of films about developing nations and how bicycle programs are being used to give the people there a sense of freedom, to help girls get to school, to help shorten their, their day because they're doing chores in the morning and trying to get to school and, and, and. And they've got creepos trying to get them on the back of their motorcycles to get back home. And it's like, whoa, give these women a bicycle and they've got their own transportation. They've shortened their day. They can feel good and healthy when they get to school. I mean, just like so many layers to films like that. So we love those stories. We've seen a lot of films about people who have a physical limitation and the bike is what allows them to get out there and have movement. Um, someone who didn't have sight and they were able to ride on the back of a tandem with someone who was sighted and just really interesting types of films that we get in. We do get in some scripted out love stories. We get a ton of films in from the LA area that are these concept films with actors and actresses. Those are super fun. And it's really a mix. Um, and the idea of adventure on bike is definitely something that we've seen over the last five years is played a strong role in the types of films that we're getting in. People going out and exploring the world by bike, uh, whether that's to far off lands or just their own neighborhood. Yeah, I want to pluck that theme out of here, that that idea of traveling right now, obviously, as that is curtailed. Um, <laughs> is this more exotic? I mean, is, is it is that sort of exotic or that travel log? Uh, or adventure that you're saying, does that seem to be striking a stronger chord right now? Yeah, it, yeah, I think it is. Um, people are eager to get back out and ride and find safe ways. You know, there were times during the pandemic where being on a bike was about the safest thing people felt like they could do because they were out in the open air, they were spread apart from other people. Um, we saw some really great films from people who were out traveling on a very long, global adventure with their bike and they got stuck. One of our filmmakers got stuck in India and he got locked down in India and he didn't have what he needed to stay there for such an extended period of time, but he had to make do, he had to meet people and make connections and, and figure out how to live. Um, bike packing is a big thing where people take all their camping gear and go out on their bike and they camp by bike and they travel by bike. But people weren't really doing that as much during lockdown. So we saw a great film last year, a guy in England who goes out on this grand adventure and he's scouting for the perfect spot to camp and he's setting out his tent and he's resting and he's having this great time making his meal. And you realize he's just in his backyard. I mean, these are the people got so creative with the film concepts and just how they got through, how they're getting through this time. And we certainly saw that reflected in the films that we show. 
let's roll back the clock uh, 20 years uh, or maybe more. I, I, when, when did the concept come to you or to a group of you? Um, do you remember, was there a discussion or was it just a light switch that went on that like, we should have uh, a, a movie festival focused on bikes? How did this happen? Portland's a really special city and the era of 2000 to 2005 was a really special time in Portland in general. There was this can do, try anything, throw it at the wall if it sticks, that's amazing. If it doesn't, who cares? We tried it, we had fun. So that's where we were with the bike culture. Bike culture was really galvanizing. You were starting to see more people out on the streets biking to work. Believe it or not, there weren't a lot of people doing that. You know fast forward to now and you see traffic jams of bicycles on a summer day and that's beautiful. So we would wave at each other, you know, hey, I'm riding my bike to work also, it's raining. Um, but it was, it was really, it was really this burgeoning culture. And we had a lot of enthusiasm to do events. We just really wanted to hold space and share space with people who understood our shared passion for bikes. And so we gathered people together, any opportunity we could formed alliances and friendships and partnerships, many of which exist to this day. We started a lot of events that still exist today, the Breakfast on the Bridge, the Kabu Bike Show, the Midnight Mystery Ride, Pedal Palooza, all of that was starting back then. And it's a zoo bomb. It's great to see that these cultural phenomena are still existing. And we wanted to raise some funds for one of the events we were putting on. So I had the concept to put it together a film festival because I come from an experiential arts background. I had organized a film festival before when I was in college. And I just loved the idea of getting people together to watch some films that they wouldn't have seen otherwise because they were on VHS tape and they probably couldn't have gotten their hands on them because they weren't on the internet back then. So it was a really special experience that first year. And we were in a small micro theater that used to be off Alberta Street called La Palabra Cafe Press. And the small theater space could barely hold us all. We had people standing on the sidewalk, craning their head to look in. We were selling tickets to people, telling them you may not even be able to see the screen. And they didn't care. They just wanted to be there and be a part of what was happening because all of this, again, it was new, it was exciting, it was fresh. Uh, we never thought we'd be here 20 years later. You know, we just kind of rolled with it every year, reevaluated. What do we do differently this year? Do we keep doing it? Um, and I've kept the festival going over the years. And part of what's made that so successful is I always bring in some really great minds to the table. I've got an amazing team that come from different backgrounds that bring different ideas to the table. We're always reevaluating how can we do something new and different this year? Who else can we be partnering with? We want to make sure that we are not the same festival we were in 2003 when we first started, but the heart is still there. The excitement and the vibrancy is still there. Yeah, I, I want to talk about some of those changes. One of the things that I, I, I saw that Film by Bike is now doing is a, a BIPOC grant. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, would I be right in guessing that that came out of some of these conversations and some of that adaptation that you're talking about? Yeah, you know, years ago, long time ago, I don't know, 12 years ago, we were really looking at the films we were showing and we thought, these are great, but it's just white, skinny white dudes on bikes. You know, that's the stereotype of a cyclist, the skinny white dude on a bike. 
Um, and we just weren't seeing the representation. We're out on the streets and we're riding and we're seeing all sorts of people riding, but those weren't those people weren't necessarily reflected in the films we were showing or the filmmakers producing the films who you may not see because they're behind the scenes. And so we had always hoped that sometime in the distant future, we'd be able to create some sort of a grant fund to help people tell stories that weren't being told. And then once the racial justice uprising happened, the writing was just on the wall. The bicycle industry has a lot of work to do to be, have more representation and more equality. That's been a long-standing problem in the bicycle industry. So as a cultural organization, you know, our job as artists are really to be those beacons, to start the trends. You see it in cities where the artists move into the boarded up warehouses and then we all know what happens eventually after that Alberta Street and these other great neighborhoods form out of those artists taking the risk. So we really feel it's our job in the cycling realm to be the ones who say, hey, it doesn't have to be like this. There are really great opportunities out there to share stories and uh, shine a spotlight on people who have for far too long been left out of the conversation. So we took a leap of faith. We jumped right in. We gave ourselves just a few months, but we brought an amazing team together to make this grant program happen. We launched it all with a specialty film festival highlighting the stories that we want to see more of. We brought in an advisor from New York City, our friend and colleague, Courtney Williams, who's known as the Brown Bike Girl, who's a consultant on diversity, equity, inclusion. She was also the People's Bike Mayor of New York City. And it's been such an honor to partner with her and bring her ideas to the table so that we can get outside of our Portland bubble and not just be Portlanders, but really speak to the global bicycle culture. So in our first year, we first grant cycle, we funded three films. And then in our second grant cycle, we funded two films and we're already funded to be able to offer at least two grants in our next cycle, which comes up this coming June. This is a crowdfunded program as well as some sponsorship support. And we're really looking to the future to build this into a revolving grant fund where we can continue to offer these cash grants to filmmakers from all over the world. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about the nuts and bolts um, and, and spokes and um, about <laughs> the, the, the grant program. Um, so you're funding the actual filmmaking and that that can mean everything from from the 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 staff the camera people to editing and production i mean is is it all on the board it's all on the board. One of the biggest barriers to finalizing a film, in addition to time, is money. We know that money holds people back from finalizing their films or even taking the leap of faith to create a film. And we know from speaking to a lot of filmmakers that BIPOC filmmakers face increased barriers to that access of funding. So we review these grant applications. Uh, we look at their budgets and you know what are they asking funding for? And if they're saying, I want a little extra funding because I want to hire an all BIPOC crew, like that's amazing. If they say I want a bunch of funding because I want to go buy a new bike to use as I get to the set, you know, that might be different. But everyone so far, our applicants, we have far more applicants than we can fund. The first grant cycle, we got 100 applications and we could only accept three. 
but it's been really incredible to get to know these filmmakers. In addition, we have an advisor on our team who's a professional filmmaker who spends his time meeting with our grantees so that they can really work out the kinks of their film and have a professional advisor to talk through the details and help them shape that film into something they're going to be really proud of and just kind of lean on this guy. His name is Manny Marquez. He's an incredible filmmaker and he's a filmmaker of color and he's, you know, faced adversity along the way. So he can also speak to that side of things with our filmmakers and really relate to the work that they're doing. We're going to go to a music break in a second, but before we do, can you pull out one of these films that you've given a grant to and just, just tell us uh, what it was about, what's uh, appealing or interesting about it? Well, you know, we're excited because we haven't, we haven't seen the films yet. We've given all of our, since we launched the program so quickly, we've given our filmmakers until this film festival season to debut their films. So we'll be showing five grant funded films at the 20th anniversary film by bike, which is so exciting. Um, one of the films I'm excited about because I just love this story is it's Anaya Freyer. She is a filmmaker in Jamaica and she's lived in other areas, but she's Jamaican and she went to Jamaica, started spending more and more time there. And along the way, she got to know this bicycle repair man on the side of the road with a very simple structure and equipment to repair bikes. And she just loved talking to him. And she felt like this guy's story needs to be told. And cycling in Jamaica is starting to catch on more and more, but there isn't a really strong bicycle culture there. Though there is road riding and some of the more fitness oriented riding. And she just loved the idea of celebrating this guy and talking about his shop and how he operates. And so she's been spending more and more time out there visiting with him and documenting his journey and celebrating Jamaican culture all throughout the fabric of her film. So we're really excited to, to debut that film this coming June. That sounds fantastic. I mean, especially as we were talking about before being in lockdown right now, that ability just to go travel to Jamaica for a little bit. Yeah. Sounds yeah. wonderful. And and to, and to really uh, get to know some of the, the the culture and the people in that way that that sounds I mean that's that's the you know to, to coin a phrase that's the magic of film. Yes, exactly. And you know we would never meet this guy otherwise. Most of us, you know, so it's a it's a chance to get to know someone who we would who we would never meet otherwise. Eileen Crotty is the festival director for Film by Bike. Now you also brought us in some, some music. How about you uh, set that up for us and then we'll come back after your song selection. Yeah, so this is some music from Rena Tropical. This is Fabi Reina. She's local. She is the founder of She Shreds Magazine. And um, one of the things I love about her, in addition to her band Sabi Love, which is also incredible music, is that during lockdown, she took her social media channels. You know, she's this like incredible guitarist. And she was turning over the mic, if you will, to other guitarists who were in their homes playing guitar at home by themselves. And she was just showcasing all these different women guitarists who were like shredding or just playing beautiful music. I think she's so cool. I love her music. I love her voice. I love her vibe. And last year for our virtual film festival, we were super excited to bring Fabi Reina onto the screen for a performance as part of the festival last year. So if you don't already know Fabi, check her out, follow her. All of her music is super good. And this is from her duo project, uh, Reina Tropical. And I hope you guys enjoy the song. That was a great introduction. <laughs> okay. 
It's the Filmmaker's Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm joined by Festival Director for Film by Bike. I want to talk a little bit about just the how you present this. So it's played at the Hollywood for a number of years now. Is that correct? Yes, we got our start, as I mentioned earlier, at a little micro theater. We moved on to The No on Alberta Street, which was also a micro theater before it was a bar. And then we moved to the Clinton Street Theater for many, many years. That was our festival home with a huge party in the street, all sorts of chaos and excitement and perfectly fitting for our age as a festival at that time. And then eventually we moved to the Hollywood Theater, which is our new festival home for the last seven years. Uh, we couldn't be more honored to be there. What a beautiful historic theater. If you haven't seen it, they redid their front entrance and removed all the paneling down to the core of what the historic entrance to the theater. It's just a gorgeous space with incredible programming and an awesome staff to work with. Such a beautiful place for us to be able to host our festival and celebrate cycling in Portland. And then you go on the road. Yeah, so this is exciting. Um, this is a really cool grassroots story. A guy from Portland who knew about Film by Bike, 
moved to Ithaca, New York, and got involved um, as a transportation specialist with the city of Ithaca and decided to help bring Film by Bike to Ithaca. We had never been outside of Portland at that time. We had no interest in it. We're a Portland festival by Portlanders for Portlanders. But that was that kind of showed us that there was an interest in what we were doing. Now we spend about eight months out of the year putting our festival together, working with filmmakers from all over the world and curating beautiful, incredible, inspiring collections of film. There's no reason to just show this once. So we started translating this into a tour program. It's another tool in the bike advocacy toolkit. It's also just a really fun night out. So we've got organizations, libraries, cities, all sorts of groups, all over the world who can lease the rights to show film by bike in their city and style up any sort of a festival that makes sense for their community. It might be a one-day thing, a two-day thing, it might be a week-long festival, and we put together two collections of films that are a pared-down collection from our film festival here in Portland. Now, uh, and I don't want this to sound like a challenge, too challenging of a question, but but do you consider streaming? And, and the reason that I ask is so much of what you're talking about are these, these live events and that live community element. Um, but at the same time, there's obviously a, a, a massive appetite for staying at home and streaming. How do you how do you balance that distribution? Well, it's almost like we were having coffee together this morning earlier, Phil, because this was on my mind. You know, what is our 20th anniversary? What are we going to do? We're definitely committed to as safely as we can being in person here in Portland to celebrate our 20th anniversary. But for the last two years, our festival has been online and it's been an incredible way for us to connect with our global community, some of whom would have never had a film by bike in their city. Um, that's been really great, and we've really enjoyed that opportunity. We've been able to bring on filmmakers to the virtual stage who wouldn't have been able to join the festival and share their story otherwise. So we don't yet know what that's going to look like as we move forward. Uh, as an experiential artist, I love the in-person atmosphere. I come from a really strong events background. I just love bringing people together to be in the streets to celebrate. Um, that vibrancy is infectious, and it and we did, we have done great work online. Our YouTube channel is filled with some powerful interviews and our online festivals were incredible, but nothing compares to that in-person experience. So we're still looking at what does it look like moving forward, though we are going to have some sort of a smaller virtual element available this year, not only for our local audience who isn't able or comfortable going to an in-person event, but also so that we can remain connected to that global audience we've been cultivating over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a balance and one doesn't have to uh, subtract from the other, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. This hybrid idea of still working hard to be in person. What does that mean? Are we outside? Are we in the theater? The theater has really strict COVID protocol. Who knows? July is very, or June is very far off. Um, everything is changing so quickly. So we're trying not to worry too much about it, but instead keep a lot of really well thought out options on the table for how we move forward. And then last question, um, do you have an essential film? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't watch as many films as I wish I do. There's definitely that. I'm always looking for new films that are going to inspire me. Inglorious Bastards is one that I felt like came out of the gate and had new styles and techniques with this, like, things would stop 
words would come on screen. And I was just watching that thinking, this is gonna change film forever. Um, so I love films like that, that bring in this creative graphic element into the styling of the film. I like films where characters are really, really strongly built up and I just feel really connected to them. Um, I think there's definitely nothing compares to the experience of watching a great film in a great theater. And I love that the Hollywood theater is working hard to make a safe space to bring interesting films to the screen. Uh, it's always a great opportunity. I never regret it when I pay the money to buy a ticket to go to the theater and watch a film with other people and share that experience. Eileen Prati is the festival director for Film by Bike. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us and, and people can look forward to the festival coming up uh, in, in soon in June. That's right. And follow us on Instagram. We're going to be showing some really cool glimpses at the, at the films that we'll have at the festival. Thank you. Thank you. The Filmmaker Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and X-Ray FM KXRY Portland. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Thanks for tuning in.